Hey, PYHT listeners, it's Cameron here, and I wanted to thank all of you for your unbelievable support of Take My Wife. The show has done better than Rhea and I could ever imagine with great write-ups in Vanity Fair and the New York Times and Vulture and Esquire, and the list just goes on and on. If you're watching the show, please tweet at us at our handles <laughs> using the hashtag take my wife um, or you could tweet at CISO Tech TV and let them know that you like the show and you would love to have a second season um, if you're not watching the show yet it's uh, available on CISO you can just go to seeso.com or the CISO app you can use the promo code take my wife all one word and you get two months free I also have a stand-up special on there called marriage material we are so proud of the show and we're so grateful for the support so please keep it coming you guys every tweet helps in convincing CISO to give us the second season of the show that we had the time of our lives making put your hands together 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 get ready to laugh Great to see you guys. Great to see you. Hello. You guys, I'm Cameron Esposito. Thank you so much for coming out to see the show tonight. Let's hear it for you. We've got a great group of people in the back, and they can hear you. Let's also clap for them. I'm very, very sad because there's no one back here because Rhea's in Akron, Ohio. Oh, the worst. My co-host, Rio Butcher. Let's hear it for Rio Butcher. I mean, it's cool. She need, you know, she's, she's, she, we're, hey, we're spending time in different cities. It's no big deal. And modern technology makes it pretty easy. We FaceTimed the VMAs. That was fun. I, I loved it a lot. I liked uh, I liked watching oiled up butts with my wife on a tiny screen right below those butts. Just one butt, really. Only one butt really mattered. I was just on the road. I did six cities in six days, so I'm a little weird. I'm sorry. I'm exhausted. And while I was gone, I had... Well, who has seen the show before? Uh, Okay, so there's a lot of new people, which is also cool. Um, I'm hilarious. Um, I'm a little <laughs> tired tonight, and my jacket feels too new, so there's a lot of stress. But I can't take it off because I have a short sleeve shirt on because my other shirts are dirty, and I can't be in a short sleeve shirt on stage. I'm not a fucking ama- amateur. Ama- amateur. So, anyway, my jacket is too new and my shirts are too sleeves short. <laughs> oh, what a stressful day! But the other day was even more stressful. I was flying from somewhere to somewhere else. Let me think of Indianapolis, 
to... Ooh, wait, what? Just a gasp. You like Indianapolis? You're from there? Yeah. Do you live here now? Yeah. Whoa. What was the... Did you just think nobody goes there? Oh, I was there. Yeah. Yep. No, I, w- I certainly was not just passing through. <laughs> yeah, I had a show. Um, actually, you know, I love playing... I, Indi- the Indiana crowds are great. This is a weird thing to say to people in L.A. You're not going to believe me, but some of my favorite shows I've done in the last two, two years have been in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Indianapolis, Indiana. See how she's so stoked? <laughs> Saving other cities in Indiana. Indianapolis was amazing. Um, there was a flash flood. This is how... This is how much... There's no shit going on there. There was a flash flood, and the venue lost power, and there were two sold-out shows. The audience just came. Like, it was not... You know, you, I got a warning on my phone kind of a thing. Like, the, like stuff was not... It was dangerous. Everyone still came. They waited outside in the rain for one and a half hours for the venue to get power back on. And then just the everybody was there. And then we just did the show as if that wasn't the weirdest fucking thing in the world. That's so weird. I would never stay to see me. And I love myself. Um, do you... What do you think about that? <laughs> right. It was a big, it was a hot night. That's right. Right. You know what was odd, though? I'll tell you. Uh, one street, right? One side, no power. The other side, power. They could have just walked across the street. And there was bars over there and stuff. They were like, we're waiting for this. So, I guess that's like how bad a Governor Mike Pence is. <laughs> then you're like, is Cameron Esposito here? We will wait. We will wait. What a piece of shit that dude is. I say that about almost nobody. I really don't use the word piece of shit about almost anybody, but that dude is a piece of shit. He hates gay people. Do you know that he started in... Al- Do you know that he went to war with Planned Parenthood and so a community in southern Indiana had an HIV outbreak because he closed down Planned Parenthoods where people were going to get services and testing? He caused an HIV outbreak in Indiana last year. This is now... That's the VP. Just want to say that terrible piece of news. <laughs> that at least part of the country thinks that is an okay way of dealing with stuff. Sex is going to happen. <laughs> it's so weird to be anti-sex because it almost isn't like, there almost isn't even a Number one, almost no sex is for reproduction, right? Like, that's true. Statistically, that's true. There's no way. 
almost no sex is for reproduction. But it even feels like the like like Mike Pence type of people are even. Like I feel like they would be more comfortable with n- no no sex and ending the human race. Like I think <laughs> cuz even if you're married, if you're married, uh let's say you're married and let's say you're straight, let's say you're a straight person, let's say you're cis, let's say you have uh parts that can make a baby and let's say you're trying to make a baby. Did you know that women still uh need healthcare? <laughs> know that even if all those things are true you still need to go to a doctor and be like is there a baby in here can i see the baby put the baby on a little screen have you guys seen that before they do that in movies and stuff that's from real life that when you have a or like you know like let's say you're a dude and um do you know that you can get you can get like you can get us cancer in here I don't know where your fucking prostate is. I mean, it's in your butthole, but... I think? (laughs) I don't care. Um, I was in Indianapolis the next... I was flying from Indianapolis to Milwaukee the next day, and here's something I should know about me. I am a business traveler. I travel all the time for work, and so therefore I got airplane status. I got airplane mileage status. I'm a Delta frequent flyer, and I have a platinum medallion working on my diamond. And um, (laughs) because of that, and so number one, because of that, I get upgraded a lot. Also, I buy a lot of first-class tickets. If If I'm not getting upgraded, I will buy a first class ticket. And I understand that that's a very unrelatable thing to say. <laughs> but sometimes I can't just burn my money fast enough. You know what I mean? Because my lighter won't, has a child lock on it. Um, no, when you travel for work, you need to be with other business travelers. This is a true thing. Because a lot of people are at the airport and it's a magical ride for them. And they're at Harry Potter land and they... <laughs> don't know what's going on and I'm going to tell you I need fucking pistachios and I know where to get them and they're $14 and I don't care like I'm very specific because I know how like I fly so much I know how to do it and you just you can't gamble with a chatty person that's going to ask you what you're up to and you're like ah you know I'm a stand up comic and then you have to tell them a joke although I do want to tell you guys about the best way this has ever gone only one time ever have I been really happy that I was talking to my seatmate. She was an older lady. I had headphones in. She talked to me anyway, so she needs to get on social media so she can read a piece that somebody is mad about now. Um, she talked to me even though I had headphones on, and after a while I just set them off, and I was like chatting with her because she seemed super nice and really interesting. She was very funny. She asked me what I did for a living. I'm like, oh, I'm a stand-up comic. And she was like, oh, really? I have a joke for you. And then she... Which, now, now that never goes well, right? That never goes well. Never goes well at some sort of an event with your parents. Oh, no! You know, oh, no! You know? But this one time, she said, I have a joke for you. And then she rolled up the leg of her tracksuit. And then she uh, took off her prosthetic leg and handed it to me. <laughs> Which is a great joke. I mean, I don't know. It's 
more of like an Andy Kaufman sort of a... But it was not what I expected. I really did like it. Then I just hold it. Oh! Oh! Should have just pulled the emergency door. Tossed it out the window. Depressurized the plane. We all die. But at least for that one minute, that old lady's like, oh, you're much more mean. I thought, and I'm like, well, don't tell jokes to comics, lady. It was a really good joke that she told me. I loved it. Um, I was, oh, yeah, so I got on a plane, and I was in uh, the first class area, and there was a flight attendant who started, the moment I walked on the plane, she goes, uh, oh, my God, it's great to see you again. She's so excited. She said, again, there's only one way you can respond to that. I said, it's great to see you again. I did not know her. She was like, do you usually take this route? Or like, what is like your usual, like, where do you usually fly? Like when you're working, where do you usually fly? And I was like, oh, no, I've never, what? I've never flown this before. And then she was like, oh, because you're a flight attendant. So you fly this way a lot, right? Because you're, you're a flight attendant. That's why I know you, because you're a flight attendant. And I was like, oh, oh, no. Um, I'm a famous person. I didn't say that. Because you can't say that. But in my mind, I was like, oh, shit. She thinks I'm a flight attendant. And you can't just be like, no, you know me. From I'm sorry. Can you go get me some drinks? Thank you. Uh, so I just was like, oh, no, I'm not a flight attendant. And she was like, but you fly this way a lot because you're like, you always go this way because you're on here all the time. Like, I've worked, like, I've worked your, pl- I've, never, I've never, she asked me like 27 follow-up questions trying to narrow down like when we had met. And um, after a while, I just put my sunglasses on and noise canceling headphones uh, because I couldn't say to her, no, I'm, you, you know me from, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a famous person. I, cause I'm not even that fa- you know, like I'm just, you know, whatever. I don't know where she knew me from, but, um, then you also can't say yes. I'm a flight attendant. Cause there's gonna be some people that are here like, just why didn't you just say yes? Well, with my luck, that plane would crash as we're going down. All the other flight attendants die, you know, in whatever sort of situations happening. And that woman looks at me and she's like, it's you and me, kid! We're saving everybody! I'm like, I'm just famous! <laughs> so I put sunglasses on in, noise-canceling headphones, and I was just really thrown off because I didn't know how to interact with her and had really kind of order small drinks from her for a while. And so um, when I got to Milwaukee, which is where I was going, I went to my hotel and I was just like still a little bit weirded out by this interaction so it was midday and I was checking in and I will tell you guys I left my sunglasses on to check in which is a very bullshit move and I know it and you know it but I was in a weird headspace and I'd been in a bunch of different cities and I just didn't want anyone to think that I was a bellhop and I so I just (laughs) kept my sunglasses on and went to the went to check in and then after a while I'm talking to this guy. He's like, 
about to give me my room number. I'm like, I can't. I'm, I'm starting to feel so ashamed. He's a human being. I'm wearing sunglasses. And you might be thinking, well, Cameron, sounds like it was midday. Was it sunny in there? No, no, no. Older, historic kind of building hotel, like a very recessed light. It was so dark. It, it was more difficult to wear sunglasses than it would have been to not wear sunglasses. Felt really bad. And then I, I looked around the lobby and I noticed that there was like 20 or 30 other people in the lobby with me and they actually, weirdly, all had sunglasses on as well. So I was like, oh, I'm not a dick. I'm just, you know, a local till Milwaukee, I guess. A Milwaukeean, I guess is what we do here. And then I saw in the corner of the lobby a sign that said, uh, welcome Blinded Veterans of America. (laughs) And this is not a Simpsons episode. This is a real thing that happened. And so I went from being kind of a dick to, oh, no, we're all dicks, to, oh, oh, I'm the worst dick. Um... (laughs) But I was telling the dude who hosted my show that night, like, I, I did this. And he said, well, it's not like they knew. <laughs> Which is a good joke, almost as good joke as handing someone your prosthetic leg. <laughs> and he's right. Like, that's he's, he's, a good joke. But, um, you know, that's assuming a lot about the, these people. I actually, I was just assuming they were the kind of sight impaired that had stronger other senses. You know, so that they were all like, does, I hear a dick. Does anyone hear a dick around here? Well, you guys, that's that story. Oh man, usually Rhea would ask me questions and tell me to shut up. As I'm very verbose, but tonight it's all my time, and I don't want it. I got a great show for you guys tonight, though. Are you ready for a great show? I knew you would be. I mean, I've been tremendous, and yet it will still there will still be other wonderful things. I feel like you're not quite unified yet as an audience, and I. Part of you might have felt lied to. You thought there was going to be two wives and there's just one wife. I don't know. We're, you know one, one wife to live and... Huh? <laughs> Someone has a cool laugh that had the right tone to it for the kind of joke that was. Um, we are going to keep the show rolling. We are, me, Cameron Esposito, I am going to keep the show rolling. Uh, you're going to... Yes? Agreed? The audience? You are going to love this first comic, and I'm so excited that he's here tonight. Let's hear it right now for J.F. Harris. Give it up for him. Come on. Come on. Guys, one more time for Cameron. Let her hear it. So funny. Fuck, I related to so much of that set. I'm Southwest Southwest A-list preferred, uh, so I'm not doing as well, but... I get two free bags, so that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's weird because when you do this job for a living, you fly so much. I used to be terrified of flying. Like, I flying used to be my biggest fear in the world, and now I probably take like sixty flights a year, maybe more. Uh, it made me really like, like I used to. I'm too comfortable now flying. I think. Like, has this ever happened to anyone? Has anyone ever fallen asleep on an airplane and then you wake up and you have like five minutes to get to a connecting flight and then you have to run through an airport with morning wood? <laughs> I had to jump over a four-year-old with a boner the other day, guys. Pretty sure I have to be on some kind of list now. That kid definitely needs an eye patch. Um, <laughs> he's not real. <laughs> it didn't happen. But I do get boners on planes sometimes, and it sucks. Um, I, uh, I, I was, actually, the last time I just flew, I was in New York. I was there for my cousin's wedding. Uh, I found this out while I was there. The average cost of a wedding in New York City is $60,000. Yeah, you guys know $60,000, right? Like the amount of money I made in my 20s if we round up by $37,000. <laughs> $60,000. My idiot Guido cousin uh, spent $180,000 on his Scarface wedding. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck I do with $180,000. I feel like if I had $180,000, I'd just like become the king of Detroit. <laughs> Everyone's having kids now, too. That scares the shit out of me and my family. I'm scared to have kids. Mostly because of the fact that I'm afraid that I'm going to have a girl. Uh, and more so, I'm afraid that I'm going to have a girl who looks like me. And I don't mean like the little girl version of me. I mean like me now, currently, this. Because we've all seen that girl who looks like her dad and she looks like a little 40-year-old plumber. And I don't want to do that to my baby girl. Like, picture me in pigtails and a dress. Yeah, no one's buying that kid a Valentine's Day card. Maybe a couple drinks at last call, but that's about it. Also, what are you guys eyeing for? She's not real too. She doesn't exist. For that exact reason, her life would be way too hard. She'd show up for like her first day of school and they'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up, little girl? And she'd be like, princess. And they'd be like, uh, how about bouncer? <laughs> I know my partner, she's afraid to have kids too. Uh, I know that because the other day she told me, you better not get me pregnant. Uh, and she said it to me like we were two partners in a buddy cop film who hadn't started trusting each other yet. <laughs> Like, she was like, you better not get me pregnant. And I panicked. And I was like, well, you better watch your back. <laughs> yeah, because that's where I'm going to put it if she doesn't want to get pregnant. I'm just kidding. She's very sexually progressive, but she hates a mess. Here's the thing. I don't want to get anyone pregnant. I like to have kids one day, but those are two very different things. Like, one of them involves a birthing plan. The other, the word oops. Like, when I have kids, I want to use words like excited and ecstatic. I don't want to make the same sounds as if I just dropped some red wine on a fucking carpet. Like, oh, no! Oh, shit, I'm so sorry! Oh, I could pay to have that taken out! Oh, fuck you guys. Do not add that joke. One in three women have had an abortion. So right now, if you're here with, like, your mom, your sister, and your aunt, your awing is statistically making one of them very uncomfortable. I'm a feminist. Yeah. I'm a, you know what's fucked up? I told that to a dude in North Carolina like two weeks ago I was there and I told him I was a male feminist and I swear to God, I think he thought I meant transgendered. <laughs> he was like, so which bathroom do you pee in? And I was like, we can't have a conversation. I just want this slurping. 
Also, I can't get my girlfriend pregnant. She has an IUD. My sperm is not stronger than science. Uh, oh, and for those of you dudes in here who don't know what an IUD is, it's this little copper thing that your lady puts inside of her. Well, she doesn't put it in there. A doctor puts it in there. If she put it in there, don't fuck that lady. <laughs> like if she got like a Kmart do it at home kind of kid, you don't fuck that lady. You marry that lady. She's thrifty. I wish they made an IUD for men. I really do. I think that would be incredible if they made an IUD for men. But instead of stopping dudes from getting pregnant, it would just stop us from sleeping with women we shouldn't have kids with. Uh, yeah, we could call it something like dignity. <laughs> Self-respect. Any of these things work. I'm also afraid to pass my shitty genes down to my kids. Mostly because of the fact that I, I was born severely dyslexic and I was born with a form of nerve damage in my hands. It caused my hands to shake. I'm very lucky, though. Because of that, the New York City Board of Ed told me I could pick any high school I want to go to, which is incredible if you're smart. Uh, I should have picked LaGuardia. It's the School of Performing Arts in New York City. It's where they shot that movie Fame. But instead, I chose Poor Richmond High School, which is where they shot that kid Jamal. It's a bad choice. I'm super dyslexic. I'm crazy dyslexic. Like, I'm so dyslexic, I'd say after this show, go ahead and follow me on Twitter if you hate spelling and grammar and love puzzles. <laughs> By the way, the guy who came up with the name and spelling for dyslexia, huge asshole. <laughs> Not a very considerate man. I also have a mild case of CP. I have a mild case of cerebral palsy. Uh, I normally don't talk about all these topics back to back because then it sounds like I'm trying to start myself a foundation. <laughs> I'm very lucky, though. It's only a mild case. The worst thing that ever happened to me because of it, when I was 12, I had to have both my legs put in casts. And to cheer me up, my parents said we were going to take a trip. Now, in your logical 12-year-old kid brain, when you hear trip, where do you think we're going? Exactly. The Hooters on Staten Island. <laughs> Nailed it. I don't know how you guys did that at once. It was pretty impressive. And here's the thing. I'm 33 years old, and I still wonder to this day who pitched that idea, my mom or my dad. Because think about that. While I was in that doctor's office and my little fat kid legs taped up like cannolis, one of my parents had to be out in that waiting room like, hey, wouldn't it be funny we take the boys see some boobies? I use that voice because I hope it was my dad. And now my mom like, hey, you know what always cheers you up? Boobies. And as soon as we get into this Hooters, my parents lied to the waitresses and they told them it's my birthday. Yeah, do you guys know what they do at Hooters when it's your birthday? They make you stand on top of a plastic chair and air jerk off salt and pepper shakers while they sing you happy birthday. Yeah, I had to do that in front of my mom and dad. And I was 12, it wasn't like I didn't know what this was. It was the year jerking off showed up. And it showed up in a big way. Like, the two biggest things that year in my room were jerking off in Oasis's Wonderwall. Yeah, it was a constant champagne supernova. And it's not like these were hot waitresses, by the way. These were Staten Island Hooters waitresses. They were all spray tan a color so orange, I honestly think one of them was Tony the Tiger's illegitimate daughter. By the way, if you're not finding this funny right now, you're not picturing a fat 12-year-old standing on top of a ch plastic chair, air jerking off salt and pepper shakers in front of his parents while rocking a No Fear t-shirt. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. You guys have been a ton of fun. Thanks a lot. Thank you. That's a that's a twelve years old. You got to survive. That's just a tough. That's a tough. That's a serious twelve years old. 
proud of him. 12 years old, Cami Esposito, probably bowl cut, glasses, braces, eye patch. <laughs> William Wegman, roller skating dogs, oversized t-shirt, red jeans. <laughs> oh, not too much has changed. <laughs> Little sweetie waiting for her birthday party to happen. I just remember waiting. I remember, I remember throwing on, ah, do you guys know what I'm talking about when I say William Wegman roller skating dog t-shirt? <laughs> there was this artist, and he just took photographs of, what are the dogs that are gray? Wine Reiners. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he just took pictures of Wine Reiners, like, doing activities. <laughs> Sorry, it was like, my sixth grade birthday party I was just like well last year at my fifth grade birthday party I painted a beard on my face with my mom's eyeliner and was a pirate because it was a Halloween themed birthday party and all my friends were gem so this year I'll finally fit in William Wegman t-shirt <laughs> so many so many sad little gay Halloweens so many gay Halloweens. So many gay Halloweens. Some of them cool. Some of them like, uh, cause I always was like, I always wanted to be like Robin Hood or Charlie Chaplin. I was, I just was always like, we never bought costumes because what I wanted to be did not come with a, like an eighties plastic <laughs> mask. And I'm just realizing now, like, those are super dangerous costumes that we wore as children. Is anybody else a child of the 80s? We had just had like plastic masks with one tiny mouth slit. And then like a, like a pillowcase made of whatever catches on fire the most. <laughs> was what your body was in. Like for sure, very flammable, like, like a light plastic. Um, you look like, a, like you're going right in the microwave. Um, but I never wore that because I was like, I would like to be Peter. I would like to be Robin Hood. And then my mom would be like, Well, they only have like a Robin Hood uh, young girls costume. And I was like, I'll make it. You know, <laughs> Charlie Chaplin for three years in a row, wearing my dad's suit with mustache. But they don't make child sized canes, so I just had a regular adult sized cane <laughs> that I was holding in the middle, like Gandalf the Gray or Gandalf the White. Very confusing to open the door on that kid. Well, Hitler Moses, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Guys, Hitler Moses was so much funnier than you gave it credit for. I actually don't trust you anymore as an audience. Think about that. He's a little mutt, and then holding the staff, holding the cane like a staff. It's like Moses, and then Hitler. You guys, Hitler Moses? Do you get that he's a Jew? Nobody? Nobody gets that he's a Jew? Are you okay? I'm stressed out for you. That's the kind of joke that should get me elected your mayor. And I feel weird about the fact that there were no just shouts of, yes! You know, like it's, what are you, this audience? Anyway. Then one year, my neighbor, oh my God, heartbreaking. My neighbor down the block had like a, the only way to describe it 
It was a full, first of all, it was a full Garfield costume, but it was also plush. Like, it was like, it was like what you see, what, like, a furry would wear in an MTV True Life. I want to be Garfield. Sexually. Half an hour television show. Um, Because it, (laughs) it was, it was full body with, all the, even boot like shoe covers that were made of giant that were giant cat feet, and then a giant 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 circle head, and then an open mouth <laughs> with your face in it, which is so scary. Think about how scary that is. I don't mean like that there was some sort of a screen so that I could see through it. What I mean is that it was as if. Garfield had eaten me and I was clawing my way back out. <gasps> I think my friends were like a like a girl wearing a poodle skirt. <laughs> just imagine the one kid like behind just so hot. <laughs> I know. That's all right. She turned out a stand-up comic. That's it's that's the good side of that. If you're a little a weird little gay kid and you have to be Garfield a bunch, then you create a need for validation that can be turned into a successful career where after fifteen years you're gonna make a little bit of money. Well, just a little bit. So, no problem. You guys, are you okay? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're all right. I deserve better from you, and so, do, and so does the audience, but you're, I mean, so does the audience. Actually, yeah, that's true. You deserve better from you. You're letting yourselves down! Okay. Well, let's keep it going for this next comic. Let's hear it right now for Flula Borg. Give it up. Come on! Hello, everyone. Hello to you. Yeah? Oh, boy. Everyone very close. Good day. It's it's not... I like distance, and so it's awkward. Good day to you. (laughs) And also to you. Stop staring. This is... Uh, hello, my name is Flula. I'm from Germany. Shout out uh, to uh, to my country. Um, (laughs) Sorry again. Uh, for everything so uh, I wasn't there so but it's fine you just go ahead and think I did it Uh, I will write my OJ book and admit everything I don't understand so much uh, your stand up what is what's happening here so uh I have been experimenting a little bit uh, with some things, and uh, <coughs> so uh, yeah. Hey, uh, what about that Tinder? It's there, and, uh, and uh, 
Always swipe and maybe don't swipe it. <laughs> yep, yeah, uh, and then. Uh, oh boy, oh man, those politics is tricky. And hey, man running and lady and. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> drama <laughs> Supreme Court yeah, and okay uh, <laughs> hey sexo <laughs> one time you are met you know when you went and that thing and the lady and and then that and some morning time and breakfast <laughs> Um, and <laughs> I'm. This is new for me. I'm a DJ. I am. I enjoy techno music. Uh, the terrible kind. Um, not like the everyone is heavy with the glow sticks and hopping up and down. Man punch buttons. What? 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 Like no. Uh, I like the ones from the early 90 times where there are two beats. Uh, there is no garage bander. It's just a man making sounds. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, here's a story. I shall tell a story. <laughs> Thank you. See you later. <laughs> cannot make more better than that. I like to make drinking of things that are fun times for my brain. They go inside. What, what, what? Everybody is crazy. Party time. Where are the beats? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. You know it. <laughs> I'm in the restaurant. No, well, yeah, it is a bar, but in the daytime it is a restaurant. And then they move the... Oh, moving tables. Oh, it's symbolic for party. And so... <laughs> I am there, the tables have moved, not turned, like <laughs> in a Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> Shout out Angela Lansbury. <laughs> this guy knows. Do we? Yeah, we know. Okay. I'm having many beverages. I'm feeling all the intoxication uh, in this moment of this story, not now. Yeah. Uh, and so I am not operating the heavy machinery. I am just there. I am listening to all the sounds and songs and feeling a little attractive. Yeah? <laughs> just feeling it, feeling it. What, what, you know? And as you feel this, you are look around to see the scope, singer, sco your scope, your scope, horoscope and you are <laughs> one of the scopes is happening and I look and I see one no one is looking but one man is looking to me like he thinks he is like a hot hot pajama mama you know and <laughs> I I'm like okay I you know I'm not playing on this team of boys on the boys and the boys um, <laughs> but when in restaurant bar <laughs> so more drink or what what look 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 hey hey buddy what and then I I start to make a little you know walking growing of the growing of uh, oh god wie sagt man das you know I feel bold a man bold bold and the brave the bold and the beautiful general hospital uh, <laughs> beastie boys I don't know and then uh, so I walk to the man yeah ha 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 
And then the man, yeah, exact, is also looking to me as well, and he is walking. And then it feels like a high noon, you know, with the with no guns and no uh, sage brushes. Um, it's just outcast playing the eight. Yeah, it's very good. Eighty aliens. Very nice record. Whoa, wheels of steel. I am walking to the man. The man is also walking to me. We are like, okay. And uh, so I'm like, okay, don't, don't stop it. Don't stop as you get enough, as they say. And so I'm walking, and he is walking as well. And I'm like, nope, no, no brakes on these pumps. And, and I know also he is not, ho, ho, ho. And then we are more closes and more closes. And then we are touch noses. <laughs> Uh, but his, his nose is really cold <laughs> and smooth. It's a mirror. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm glad we got to see that. Well, anyway, how are you? Yeah, what did you do today? Boring work stuff. Boring work stuff? Oh, what? <laughs> what? No, I mean, I know, but are, do you have an accent? Me, yes. Yes, from where, where are you from? That was so confusing because with your accent and then you quoting Flula and then I just kind of thought maybe you were German and then I suddenly realized why you guys didn't like my Hitler joke. I was like, oh, the whole audience is German? Expected. It's the first time we've had an entirely German audience, but thank you for coming out. <laughs> wow! Ooh. Great. Well, it's nice to see you. How are you? Yeah? You're like into it. You're into the show. You're engaged. You're ready to go. What did you do today? At Guitar Center. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Well, he's my friend. Would you like me to text him and tell him you saw him? Sure. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Sounds really creepy. Um, but was it fun? Was it? You seem like a tall guy, and then was it nice to see him and be like, oh, there's still other people even taller. Yeah, he's a tall person. Um, cool. That sounds good. That was good. How about what did you do today? Uh, don't remember. Oh. <laughs> so much now makes sense about you as an audience. 
I was like, for some reason, they're not unified. I can't tell what's going on. And it really is because everybody here is having their own experience. Like, sometimes, after a while, the group mind takes over and people are like, we're all in it together, but you guys are just all in your own vibe and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's having a good time uh, at home right now. Um, and you don't realize that you're here all together and that's fine. That's totally chill. I don't want anything for you besides that. You don't remember what you did? Great. That's great. Who gives a shit what you did? What did you do today? You had the worst day of all of these people. All he did was have an accent. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. What had happened that your car was towed? Oh, it, um, you know, I parked it in front of my building, even though I have a parking spot in the back, and told myself that I had to move it the next day before three, and forgot and realized at nine o'clock at night last night. So I'm really mad at myself. Ah. Uh, <laughs> was it just, like a, just a sweep, the street sweeping zone? No, it's like a towing. It's like a, de- you're, hey, like you're going to get towed here for sure. <laughs> You're toad. And you were like, well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the worst. I know exactly what you mean, though. You're like, if you just could do... Well, uh, d- you got it back, though? You got your car back? And is it... At- yeah, that's great. Absolutely, yes. And as a car, is it worth more than $500? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so that's also great. You know, it's not like you... Not like you just spent $500 to get, like, a, you know, $499 car. That would have been a real letdown. Um, what... How did you get there? I took an Uber there. Yeah, that's the saddest Uber, isn't it? <laughs> so where are you going? Um, here's the address. <laughs> You're like... Don't even want to tell it. You just dropped me off at the corner. Um, well, I'm really glad that you got your car back. Mm, and you had to probably do it in cash. I didn't have to, but I did. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you're, yes, you're a server. So you just went to your house, and you just grabbed 500 bones. So let me ask you a question. What's your, uh, what's the uh, street address and apartment number of where you live, where you've uh, opened piles of cash? Don't don't tell me. Um, How much would you say you, like, have at your house? Come on, tell these strangers! Okay, in cash. It's because I just, like, don't yeah. go to the bank for, like, two weeks. Yeah, well, that's irresponsible. <laughs> Are you saying you just leave your cash wherever and hope it doesn't get towed? <laughs> I feel like I've noticed something about you. Um, I've totally deposited way more than that in cash because I'm a stand-up comic, and sometimes I, in the past, when I have been more of a... Uh, 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 not 
a, a little when I was in my 20s I <laughs> would also not go to the bank very often and then just have like a wallet that was full of my earnings for like the last three months that I was just walking around with um, you know just with like $5,000 in ones and drink tickets just walking down the street with $5,000 in ones and drink tickets and I didn't get robbed, and that's amazing. It's amazing that I didn't get robbed. Yeah, thank you. That's the only person who cares. Yeah, well, I didn't get robbed of money, but one time somebody did break into my house. They took my guitar that I was totally just about to learn how to play. <laughs> I knew, like, four Jewel songs, and... I was for sure gonna learn another song by a different artist. <laughs> or at least some of her poetry and set it to music. My Woo! point is, oh, big jewel, big jewel audience. Well, if there's anything I'd say about you as an audience, you're weird. And I like that about you. Everybody's into their own shit. Go, listen, get a safe or something, all right? I'm stressed out about it. Put the safe in your parking spot behind the house. You guys, more jokes are going to happen, and it, boy, you're going to love it. Hey, um, you know, I feel like the whole first half of the show tonight are people that have never been on the show before, and so this comic will correct me if I'm wrong, but um, whenever it's somebody's first time on the show, we go really wild. So far, everybody's been great, and this comic is going to be great as well. So let's hear it right now for Ella Gale, guys. Give it up for her. Come on. Recently, a friend told me that I can seem kind of static and unmoving when I perform. Well, you know what I have to say to that? Not tonight. Not at put your hands together. I have trouble dating because this is my real personality. Right now, my sex life feels like 18th century Japan. Interesting, meaningful things are going on, but outsiders are not involved. When I made myself pancakes this week, I had to Google pancakes for one recipes. Do you guys know how many eggs are in pancakes for one? It is less than one egg. I had to whisk up an egg and then pour half of it into a mason jar to save it for a later use. And it's not because of how I look. I know I'm plenty conventionally attractive. I guess I look like a cross between Uma Thurman and a wax statue of Uma Thurman. I don't love how hard people laugh at that joke. I'm playing against type, though. I'm doing a new thing. I signed up to do this comedic strip tease uh, at a show in Austin where I live. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Everything that I know about stripping, I learned from the 1993 TV movie Gypsy, starring Bette Midler. <laughs> what that movie taught me about stripping was that you've got to get a gimmick. You've got to get a gimmick. 
I have a gimmick. It's a master's degree in environmental engineering. That's right, boys. I'll be the one making it rain. I'm a little worried about getting naked. Women face a lot of pressure to look good. Do you guys know what a thigh gap is? If you don't know, it's when a woman stands with her feet together and then from her knees all the way up, there's just an empty space. You know what a thigh gap used to be called? The rickets. <laughs> Ladies, if you want that thigh gap, you are gonna have to lay off that vitamin D. And no, that's not a euphemism. decided that women should look like a cross between an elderly cowboy and a bird. But I assume it was some kind of avant-garde surrealist. Next year, all women shall have 90-degree eyeballs. And breasts of cubes. You know who has a sweet thigh gap? Gollum. I think I'll be fine, right? I have like an hourglass figure, which is to say that my lower half just keeps getting heavier as time carries me closer to death. <laughs> Some people are afraid of dying alone. I am not one of those people. I am afraid of dying with half a raw egg in a mason jar on the top shelf of my refrigerator. My mom told me that I can have her body turned into a diamond after she dies. That is a real thing. They're called cremation diamonds. It's all just carbon. You can have somebody's ashes turned into a shiny, sparkly rock. Now I hope my parents go at the same time, though, so that I can get earrings. <laughs> Science is fun. Japanese scientists are naming this new super heavy element it's the heaviest element that's ever been synthesized in a lab. They're calling it your mommium. <laughs> mm. I was proud of that joke. And so uh, I wrote it. I wrote it on the whiteboard of my office break room. Uh, I'm an engineer. I work with a bunch of other engineers. I put it up there for the nerds to enjoy. And then I poured myself some coffee and I left, and when I came back 30 minutes later to get more coffee, somebody had erased the punchline to that joke and replaced it with the correct element name. <laughs> I wasn't always uh, an engineer. After college, I spent some time in Yemen. I went there to do an unpaid internship with this American nonprofit that produced youth media programs aimed at teaching young people life skills. I don't think, though, that I was the best person to be teaching young people life skills because I was doing an unpaid internship in Yemen. <laughs> I liked it. I met a lot of interesting people. I met this handsome American named James. I had the biggest crush on him, and he was very popular among Yemen's expat women. 
when I got to the country, he was having this on-again, off-again thing with an older Argentinian woman named Isabella, who was a doctor in Yemen's Doctors Without Borders AIDS program. And then he was ending an affair with another woman who was a human rights attorney. And then eventually, his real girlfriend flew to the country. And she was a beautiful British woman who was a journalist with The Economist. It was pretty hard to be jealous because, damn, that is a deep bench. (laughs) Are you boning women or assembling a really effective UN task force? (laughs) This guy was just out there trying to cast a Shonda Rhimes drama with his dick. I knew Isabella uh, really liked him. The two of us wound up becoming pretty good friends. And I wound up sleeping with James anyway in a move I like to call playing Doctors Without Boundaries. Uh, The two of us went to go visit him on this uh, island off the coast of Yemen where he was spending a holiday rock climbing. And the situation as as we went out there was that I had slept with James and Isabella had slept with James. And I knew about the two of them, but she didn't know about the two of us. And he didn't know if we knew about one another, which is a great start to a small island vacation. (laughs) So... We got out there, and we got to the place we'd agreed to meet at over email, and we discovered that the day before we arrived, James had changed his mind and caught a ride on a fishing boat back to the mainland. Now, this is not Cape Cod. It's off the coast of Yemen. It's less than 50 miles away from Somalia, but I, uh, I learned a very important lesson that day that I want to leave all of you with, which is that men in life will come and go but female friendship has the power to drive a man into pirate-infested waters. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I've been This next comic is a friend of Rhea and mine, and we're so happy to have him on the show tonight. Even Rhea's happy she's not here, but I know she's... I can just tell. I can feel it. It's a wife thing. I can feel how happy she is. And, oh, Akron. I mean, gosh, you know what I mean? Just the swell from the from further east of here. Um, so much pride for this next comic. Let's hear it right now for Jeff Wattenhofer. You guys give it up for Jeff! <laughs> Miss you, Rhea. <laughs> I was not, is she? Okay, no, let's not get into that. Let's not dwell on that. That's bad. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Oh my God, I'm surrounded. I'm excited. This is an exciting night. You don't look that excited, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm not a cool guy. I don't do cool things anymore. I'm getting older now. I just turned 33 a few weeks ago on the same birthday as Rhea Butcher of Put Your Hands Together. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Just turn 30, smattering of applause for Rhea. Uh, You know, this is documented. It's a podcast. She's going to hear it. Uh, (laughs) I just turned 33, and I feel like I'm feeling the like, okay, we're starting to get into another era of my life. Like, I had a birthday party, and more people brought LaCroix than beer. When did that happen? What? What? (laughs) Getting older. Just having these life moments now. Uh, I just cel- we just in June my girlfriend and I celebrated our one year anniversary of living together that was a fantastic time again people are like we're not going to support announcements tonight that's not what we're doing <laughs> it's okay it's a very 
It's a natural thing that happens in life. We live together now. That's exciting. We live together. And we did do it because we love each other. We did do it out of love. Obviously, that's one reason to move in together. Uh, we also did it because we were both just kind of done with having roommates. Like, that was just part of it. Like, in my mind, if someone's going to steal my bread, I should be able to fuck them. Like, <laughs> dems the rules. <laughs> we live together. We already discussed getting married, and we're pretty much like, okay, as soon as I can afford a ring, we'll do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does this gig pay? Uh, so we live together, we're gonna get married, and then the next step, the next progression in life is what? Kids. It's kids. I was asking her, but cool. <laughs> they got your back. <laughs> it's kids. The next step is kids, and I don't wanna have kids! I hate them. I hate kids. You are the youngest people I ever want to see. I hate kids. Thank you for your support. I hate kids. I hate kids. I hate kids. But then here's the rub. I would make a great dad. Like, look at me. These are the coolest jeans I own. I would make a great dad. I've already got my dad move picked out. Every dad had a dad move. And when that dad did that dad move, your reaction was instantly, I hate that! Every dad had that. I got my dad move picked out. I'm going to be the dad that's constantly pointing out businesses that used to be blockbuster videos. <laughs> gonna hate it <laughs> I'm totally getting older I'm embracing the fact that I was probably I'm you know I'm like a 50 year old man at heart I I don't interact with people well because I don't have a lot of common interests with a lot of people like one thing I can't, I can't have conversations with people because all people ever want to talk about especially in Los Angeles is shit that they're watching on TV and I'm not watching the shit you're watching I have, I've never seen Game of Thrones I'm not caught up on The Walking Dead I don't know shit about Bones or whatever you're watching <laughs> I don't know so I can't have a conversation with people like what I watch what I watch I watch like the stuff you get for free, like over the air, like you hook an antenna up to your TV and get that. That's what I'm into. And I don't know if you know this, but it's not just like Channel 2, Channel 6, Channel 7 anymore, the network shit. They got these weird like sub-channels now, like a 2.2 or like a 5.7. You get the gist. Uh, <laughs> They'll just have like a show that like is just so niche. Like it was like we only show westerns from 1954. That's all we show. And I watch that. That's what I'm watching. And I know I shouldn't be watching it. I know I'm way too young to be watching it. You want to know why? Because everything that they advertise on those shows are products that are exclusively for the elderly. <laughs> I'm talking like a tub with the door in it. <laughs> Or that weird, like, stairwell <laughs> elevator thing. And I'm watching this, I'm thinking, yeah, catheters have been getting way more expensive lately. <laughs> the other day, the other day I watched six episodes in a row of I Love Lucy. <laughs> yeah, six I binge-watched I Love Lucy. <laughs> And I got a few things to say about it. I love Lucy. Let's get into it, UCB. I love Lucy. Here's the premise if you don't know it. Okay. I don't 
know. Maybe there's some people who are not from every country in, on the world. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the premise is basically... Lucy is a housewife. Her husband, Ricky, has a nightclub act. Lucy wants to be in the show. Ricky won't let her be in the show. Why can't I be in the show? Ricky, Ricky, put me in the show. Why can't I be in the show? Ricky, why can't I be in the show? Ricky, why can't I be in the show? Why can't I be in the show? Ricky, Ricky, why can't I be in the show? Why can't I be in the show, Ricky? Why can't I be in the show? Oh, I don't know, Lucy. Maybe you can't be in the show because you're not in the fucking union. How about that? How about that's the only reason? How about that's the only reason Ricky's got? How about Ricky's got enough things going on in his life? He doesn't need Local 44 knocking on the apartment being like, oh, we noticed you didn't use the usual trombone player. Is there a particular reason Chuck sat out tonight? You know, he needs this gig for his pension. What the fuck are you doing to this man's life? Also, it's a nightclub in the 50s. Do you know how mobbed up that place probably was? Ricky Biff's one performance because of this woman and Skinny D'Amato's got his kneecaps. Ricky doesn't need that. Ricky doesn't need that. I'm a Cuban immigrant in 1952. Are you insane? They don't like my kind. Why would you do this? Do you not understand how tenuous our life situation is? We have a two-bedroom apartment in Manhattan on a band leader's salary with the kid on the way. Why would you do this? You know this bothers me. This happens every week and I always have the same reaction. This is a situation that happens every week. It is a situation that happens. Can we just have like an apartment talent show where you could get up there and we go, oh, look at Lucy. She's on stage doing her thing. Stroke her ego so she doesn't go, drive me fucking crazy. You're not talented. That was like season four. It's really good. Uh, Good night, everybody. Oh, Jeff won. Have a war time for Jeff. I think the only part of that rant that I disagree with is at the end. Jeff, I'm sure you're backstage so you can still hear me. Oh, you're over there. I think at the end, when you're like, but you're not talented... I mean, the whole show is routinely... Lucy really showcasing, I think, a very impressive range of skills. <laughs> like, sure, chocolate's not her bag, but, like... Number one, she looks amazing in everything that she wears. She's a mother... Also, just, like, falling out of windows and then somehow becoming, like, a czarina. Like, she is a singing, dancing machine. I I have the opposite reaction when I see that show, which is, like, number one, I love it, you know? And number two, how, how could Ricky <laughs> look at her and be like... I don't want any of this in my act. I feel like anything that he gave her, any assignment, Lucy, I want you to learn tango guitar. It's mostly finger picking. She would be like, are you kidding? I already know how to do that. And I'm covered in bananas. (laughs) She is, is just, you know, also, all, all of television, the dynamic between, like, the, the very successful, you know, like, she's, because women are supposed to, it flips for the rest of TV, right? 
the dude's kind of dumb and the woman is like listen Paul Bart you are a mall cop you know but in that in that show she's supposed to be an idiot she's a she's a genius she's a, she's a, she's clearly a genius person I just feel like they should team up you know what I mean I just want I just want married couples to perform together a lot more often <laughs> Well, you guys, we got one final comic on the show tonight, and it is such a treat that she's here. She's got her own show on Comedy Central. It's called Not Safe, and um, I'm really fucking proud of her for that. That's a huge, that's a huge fucking deal. That's a huge deal, you guys. Let's hear right now for my friend and yours, Nikki Glazer. Cameron Esposito, you guys. Saying things my mom never has. That's a big deal. Thank you. It is. Fucking worked hard. Hi, guys. How are you? I just thought of this backstage. You were talking about Lucy. Do you get Lucy the um the ape that's like the oldest thing that's ever been found is 3.2 million years old. I just read last night that they discovered her cause of death was falling out of a tree. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> they said she was probably like looking for food like some dumb woman. <laughs> I need food and just fell and like died from a fall. I was just like, what a dumb dumb. That's so, Im- not only is she the oldest woman ever. <laughs> now she's fallen. Oh God. There's something there. There's gotta be something there. Yeah. Guys, I, um, I saw my therapist today. Um, thank you. Do you see a, a therapist? You should. So you like appreciate the concept of it. I love that. I love that about you. I think you should see one too and a stylist. But I think there's a lot of things. No, I like it. You're, uh, that's, that's confidence, man. That's fucking confidence. Look at you. And I love how you were like, good, you're doing ther- seeking therapy. That's very encouraging. I um, I do see a therapist. You, everyone should go. It's like going to the gym. Like, even if you think you don't like, it, just do it. It's, and I know you're like, I can't afford it. But there's people that will like fucking work with. I don't know why I'm turning this into a TED talk, but like, <laughs> I just don't understand if you don't go to therapy. So I go to this therapist. She's fucking seventy three years old. She is. Um, we just talked, and she's like, she. We talk on the phone because she lives in New York, and that's where I start seeing her. But she wants to start seeing me twice a week now, because um, I guess she's just like going through something, and <laughs> it's tough for her. Um, and so uh, she's so fucking. She like abuses me. She's like very. She's like I'm in an abusive relationship. I've tried to break up with her, and she's like, no one will love you like I do. And I'm like, you're right. And um, she's got the inside track, you know. She she knows. So so anyway, she like brags sometimes. Like the other day, she was bragging about. She's been doing this 45 years or whatever. She's like, never in my career have I had a patient kill themselves. <laughs> never. <laughs> And I was like, is that a challenge? Because I will have you remember me. (laughs) She gives me little challenges. (laughs) She does that. Okay, thank you guys very much. Why don't you keep it? Why don't you keep it going forever? 
you saw tonight. That is our show. Thank you guys so much for coming out. I'm Cameron Esposito. We are here every Tuesday night. I will see you next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.